Welcome to the Evolve Talk in the Century. My name is Ndi Imanenyam Tengarapuri and I'm the host of the Evolve Talk. Well, um, last week I had some guests who took over the show. It was journalists who took over the show and they were talking about um, May privilege. I think that was a very um, relevant to- topic to talk about and it was very informative. I really enjoyed and I hope you are also uh, listening and enjoying and also sharing the whole conversation and keep the conversation going on social media and everywhere else so today i have guests as well i'm back and i have guests and we have so much tea to spill <laughs> like listen I, I i i'm back you know okay um hi guys hello hi hi how are you we're good good how are you I, it's I'm good great, to be I'm on great, your show, on your on your so podcast, I, I must say. I think the last time you yeah. hosted me was back in 2018, <laughs> so it's good to be back. Season one. <laughs> season one. <laughs> now, now we're on season yeah. five. Listen, yeah. listen. Oh my god. Maybe, no. no, I'm. I'm I'm really excited to have you back. We had Sivu um, on season one. Um, it was, I think it was an exam yeah, um, episode yeah. where Sivu was giving an exam advice. That is a very timely yeah. um, episode. And if you want to check it out, if you want to be preparing for exams and all that, check that episode yeah. out. Yeah, so I would like you guys to introduce yourself, your names and what you guys do and all the juice. Okay. Let's start. Soon. Okay, should I start? <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Okay, so my name is Vuyile Mbateni. I am currently a final yeah. year law student um, studying in Bloemfontein at the University of the Free State. So, yeah, that's about me. Yeah. That's nice. And Lindo? So, yeah, my name is Lindo Ushezwane. I am currently doing my honors in African studies at the University of Venda. Um, there really isn't much to me. I am the founder of a feminist mm-hmm. organization called Well. So basically, we're working towards alleviating gender-based violence around the university and its surrounding mm-hmm. areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really nice. I love what you guys are doing. Keep on doing what you do. We are all looking. And well, today I'm bringing back the hashtag was training on the past episodes that I've been having. It was like topics from the LGBTQI plus um, pride episode wherein we're just discussing about the LGBTQI stuff. It was just that only. So today I'm bringing back hashtag was trending because I feel like there's a lot of um, trending topics that we can actually discuss and talk about. Um, one trending topic that took my attention was about Pilo and Mushe. Mm. I saw uh, 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 I'm not sure what really happened but apparently what was what is actually happening there is that they are there's like abuse going on someone is beating the other one yeah. uh, I'm not quite sure who is beating who yeah. and what's going on yeah. but however I, I like this question that um, at Injabulo he sent me this question actually he was like the same sex um, relationship violence though for under gbv what's what's the correct term so this 
got me thinking ukuthi mm-hmm. okay I, and i never thought about it mm-hmm. and yeah so what do you guys think about this whole thing this whole pillow and mushe thing because i feel like homosexual i mean same sex relationship um there's always been this kind of violence but mm-hmm. it goes silent and people not really talk about it and there's not much help mm-hmm. or not much knowledge mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. so what what do you guys think about it civil okay For yes me, yes please the distinction is that gender based violence right is directed uh-huh. against you know any person on the basis of his or her gender identity that is how i understand gender G- gbv to be and and that it is you know a human rights violation in nature and i think what i also touched uh-huh. on was the fact that gender identity right is how we feel in relation to whether uh. we are male or whether we are female and those are two different things you know between sex and gender identity they can mean different things and then yeah. and then i'm touching on uh. the fact that in law legally um we we refer we have a very beautiful piece of legislation and we call that legislation domestic uh. violence so we would call it domestic, domestic violence we have you know the domestic violence act um of of uh-huh. 166 of 1998 so whether you i don't we we really don't um put a term of gbv or intimate partner violence it is domestic violence uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. so basically this whole thing falls under domestic violence not gbv yes it falls under domestic violence and i think there's a need to to really educate and you know inform mm. communities about these rights that are available to them in terms of legislation um as well as that you know service providers can assist them to enforce um these rights mm. yeah mm. yeah lindo what 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 are your opinion on on this on this matter okay i think my opinion is you are <laughs> mm. oh, well for me my opinion would have to be around the fact that first and foremost i am ally to the lgbtiq plus yes. community right so mm. i wouldn't want to mm. come off as a person that speaks for the rainbow community like i know whilst i don't but mm. with this trending issue mm. Mm. i i'm going to answer from the side of a person who's just watching right i would mm. to some extent mm. associate this with gender based violence let me say why because even in the okay. same sex relationship i think they are um gender roles that have to that that, that come at play right there's mm-hmm. there's the man and the woman I, i could be wrong but um from my observation if it's a lesbian couple there's there's the man and there's the female kind of dynamics there so I feel like masculinity mm. and femininity still play out even when there's you know um same sex relations. So yeah. if mm. so if, if if this case like uh, like you said I I well I also don't know who is abusing the other on the two but mm. if it's a matter of the one mm. playing the masculine role abusing the other then for me it will fall the category of gender based violence to some extent. on the same breath i would like to applaud mm. what sibu said that 
this is more domestic violence and intimate partner violence more than it is gender based violence yeah um and mm. like you guys said i i feel like this also came as a wave to me i feel like as um as gender based violence activists every time we talk gender based violence we never look at it in the eyes of you you know um same sex violence so much that we sort of pretend mm. like it doesn't happen at all like this this is just the intimate partner violence that happens with sex- heterosexual or straight couples mm. and if we really are going mm. to combat gender based violence then we're supposed to also look at gender based violence in the lgbti community because there's no way we can mm. talk gender mm. and leave them out yeah. you know mm. Mm. And I, and I think also, touching on what um, Lindo was saying, I think, you know, not many people see it as domestic violence with us, you know, I think because it involves two people of the same sex. And so okay. the, the power imbalances <laughs> between the two are not recognized. Mm. I think we need a shift from that because at the end of the day, it mm. is still a relationship between two people, regardless of the fact that it's heterosexual or it's a homosexual relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and mm, I actually think mm. it is it is so and, sad, you know. Mm. Um, sorry, Ndima, mm. that um that, that they are especially in in lesbian couples because I feel like a lot of people would would, would transition. Let me call it a transition from being um heterosexual to exploring a, a more you 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 know um LGBTI side. Most people. Like or most girls would say, let me date a girl simply because um, they are hurt or they feel that women are, 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 are way softer or like the, 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 the violence does not happen because I feel mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a stance that a lot of people have. Like, oh my God, like women are not violent. So let me just go out there and date a girl mm-hmm. because it's better. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we put it out there that, you know, these are also dynamics that play out in same-sex um, relationships. Let's, let, let's just put it out there that, you know, gender-based violence is something that is there everywhere. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, well I, thought, I, think, I thought this was very interesting um, that someone had to ask me this question. And my answer was that, um, my first answer was that we also need to distinguish the fact that sex and gender is two different things, right? Yeah. Sex has to do with biology mm-hmm. and gender is a, a whole of like identity, what you identify with it has nothing to do with biological factors. So now when we say gender-based violence, we're talking about what someone identifies as. So someone then asked me that, Uzi, what if now it is a trans woman or rather a trans man who is with, um, let me give it this example, this would work. What if it's a trans woman who is dating a cis-head man? What would then that be? That would be gender-based violence because that is that person identifies as a yeah. woman. So that is gender. Her gender yeah. is, is, is trans gender so it means that it's a gender-based violence so that's why i i i i think that in this particular case um it's not gender-based violence because it's the same sex right and however we can now distinguish it when we we go beyond what's okay how does this person identify between the two Mm -hmm. maybe the other identifies you know as as another gender if that's 
how they identify, then it will be what gender-based gender violence. violence. I, I yeah. think that is my my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's correct. Mm. And it it becomes really interesting um, because this person who gave me this question then said that it is very hard because they found themselves in that situation wherein they're in a in a domestic violence, like they're in same sex relationship wherein it gets violent mm-hmm. and all that uh, thing happening, and then they go to the police. Mm-hmm. When they when they go to the police, the police tells them Muguti. No, um, you guys, uh, you should solve this man to man. Like they're laughing at them and all the all this kind mm. of thing. So, how does the law protect us? I mean, protect people in same sex relationship? How does the law protect them? Because we can't just say, "Wuti, um, go solve it man to man." Like it doesn't mm. make sense. Mm. How how does the law protect us? How protect same sex relationships during that time of of domestic violence? Okay. So I think that's a, a beautiful question, and um, so we have this beautiful mm. piece of legislation, as I've already mentioned, um, mm. the Domestic Violence mm. Act one one six of nineteen ninety eight, and it starts off with a beautiful mm. definition of what a domestic relationship is, right? And it says mm. a, dom- mm. a domestic relationship means any relationship between a complainant and a respondent in any of the following ways. So Mm. it doesn't really make a distinction. There isn't a distinction between a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship. Mm. It just needs to be a victim Mm. and there needs to be a perpetrator, right? And it says that this can happen in one of the following two ways. And when we link it to um, Umushe or Upelo, it says they live or lived together in a relationship in the nature of marriage Mm. although they are not or were not married to each other or are not able to be married you know to each other and it it can include Mm. things such as physical abuse emotional abuse verbal and psychological and what it also makes mention in section four is the application for a protection order right so it Mm. feel like you're in a relationship where you are being violated subsection one of that section says that any complainant, so the victim in that relationship, may in the prescribed manner apply to the court. So, and another misconception, people think that when mm. you are in a domestic violence relationship, you can just go to the police station and get a protection order. A protection order is only granted by a court of law, not at the police station, right? Okay, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> it mm. says that um, if the complainant is, so a complainant may in the prescribed manner apply to the court, um, for a protection order. So this is um, one of the provisions that the Act makes for, and that if the complainant is not represented by a legal representative, because not everyone will have access to a lawyer or not everyone will have the means to afford a lawyer. Yeah. It says in that instance mm. that the clerk of the court must inform the complainant, so the victim, in the prescribed manner of the relief available in terms of this Act and of the right to also lodge a criminal complaint against the respondent if a criminal offense has been committed by the respondent. So if you go to the court mm. of law and you don't have legal representation, it's easy for you to just ask for the clerk of the court to explain to you what the sort of processes are and how you can lodge a criminal complaint as well against the person who has either, you know, I don't know, violated your bodily integrity and Mm. all those kind of things 
Um, so that, that's for one. There's a lot that I'll, I'll still explain, but just as a starting point of departure, you can apply for uh, order. So, so what now? What what happens? So now, should I go to the court if I'm in the same rela- same sex relationship, and this kind of thing is happening? Is it okay that I go to the police station and report this? Because now you're saying that mm-hmm. we can only get the protection order mm-hmm. from the court, right? Am I, am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you, you, can, you can go to the police station, um, but you, if you are seeking for a protection order, that can only be, be, be granted by, by a court of law. I'm, 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 I'm uh, sure I can't speak on behalf of the SAPS as to how uh, they can be able uh, to assist you, but um, a protection order is only granted by, by, by a court of law. Mm. I, I also feel like there's a need to also, I don't know, maybe sensitize or educate these people in the government, like police, um, hospitals. Like there's always this thing when you're going to a hospital, if, I mean, uh, uh, um, a police station as a same-sex like men who are who are in the same sex relationship uh, there's always this uh, thing of them laughing at them and also there are men who are also going through abuse when they go to the police station and say that oh my woman is abusing me or this is happening in my uh, catch all the tea after the break Are you wondering how I made this podcast episode? Do you want to start a podcast? Well, let me plug you real quick. I guess you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you. It's free. Yeah, you heard that right. It's free. There is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, I was saying that you find that it's also the same problem we find when men go um, to report when their partners who happen to be the opposite gender are abusing them. You find that mm. policemen always um, laugh at them or not give them the necessary assistance. And mm. maybe I believe that there should be a little bit sensitization or maybe more sensitization uh, to educate um policemen or people Definitely. in the SAPS about these Definitely. issues because it's, it's, it's problematic. I, I, I don't yeah. know what you think. You know, when it comes to the SAPS, right? Mm. About mm. the entire department because how they treat citizens generally, gender aside, mm. It's, mm. it's really, I don't know if the police don't know the law or the law just doesn't <laughs> care because <laughs> mm. because I'll make reference for you, like personal okay. reference. People will always say, yeah, we can't report gender-based violence when it happens on a man because the police will laugh at you. Mm. I'll tell you mm. a very painful story. Uh, when I got raped, ne? Mm. one shoe, guys, 
one. My clothes mm-hmm. were torn apart. Like I was a mess. Like in their correct state of mind would see me as a state of emergency. Mm. But I got to the police station and they made me sit on some bench for a very, very long time. And they made me speak my story aloud. Ah, you know, evil. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like there was no of privacy mm. or, or, or yeah. confidentiality on, on what had just happened because I feel like the same thing must then happen when it comes to relationships or couples that are facing a problem. A person yeah. can mm. be battered, a battered and bruised and you still want them to go there and sit by the reception and, and, exactly. and say what is going on. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a wrong way. It's a wrong system. Mm. You, 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 you can't mm. want yeah. people... You, you can't want... And then generally the police like also of personal advice and that's not what the, the, the police station is about it's not about yeah, how yeah, the police feel yeah. about, it, it's about what the law says it's about what mm. the law stipulates. Mm. like mm. like Steve had said the, the laws about domestic violence there are laws about you, you know intimate partner violence and so forth yeah. you follow the law as it is it, it, it doesn't matter if personally you feel it, it's small or it's it, it's okay for 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 that type of violence to have mm. taken place mm. it, like i feel that the department it, it's not a, of, of of the police it's about them mm. having to know the linda Okay, it looks like it, it's yeah. Still, yeah. No, but I, I like um, what I like what she she was saying. Yeah, because mm. also then now it becomes a matter of secondary victimization. You know, because you you've mm. already gone through this ordeal that you had, and you get to the police station, and you're going to have people at reception who are going to have you retell this ordeal in front of everyone. You know, so I think there's still a long way to go for to, mm. to just ensure that victims of rape or domestic violence or GBV, whatever it is, that it is done in such a manner that still protects your dignity as a person, you know, because mm. you're going for seeking for help and you get there only to be treated with, you know, some secondary victimization. So I think she really yeah. on, on a beautiful point that this something needs to be done. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah something not... really needs to be done. I, I also wonder whether they actually teach them the law when, I don't know how, is it, do you study to be a police? Like, what happens? No, I'm asking, like, yeah. gen- it's, a, actually, it's a general question whether they study. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know whether they know the law or they do they undergo some training. I have no idea. Oh. Linda, Linda, do you know whether when you a police, do you study to be a police? Like what happens? I'm, I'm trying to find out. I sh- you know, I really don't know. I think what really happens uh-huh. in a, they call it the police academy. 
I think they just do those okay. field rounds. They just run around mm. and physically train. And I don't know if they ever open and, and, and scrutinize the constitution. I doubt it very much. Mm. I doubt it. Yeah. I think they should actually, I think they should, they should somehow maybe reevaluate that yeah. and start teaching them the law, maybe have an understanding of the law, basic yeah. things that, you know, when people come for help, they know what to do. Because so. now it, it's really bad. It's, it's really bad. Eh? So. People don't even want to go to the police station as for it stands. Now, we don't want to go there. Mm, mm, I think so. I wouldn't go there too because the police mm. station is, has become, I don't know, a place where it, it, it runs on people's personal opinion. It, 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 you are lucky mm. if, if the police woman or, or man that, that is there understands who you are generally as a person who subscribes to your beliefs. Mm. But if they don't, mm. then they treat you that way. And it's wrong. It is so wrong yeah. that as citizens of this country, we cannot trust our own system. It's unfair. Mm. True. That's, that's true. Well, um, I think we can now go briefly just touch on Tracy Vila. Um, I don't know, Lindo, have you been following um, Tracy Villa's, um Zile's actually, Zile. Who? Tracy Zile. Yeah. <laughs> there's a character There's a character on Twitter that started just posting about black people. I'm just going to read one of the tweets and I just want us to like maybe discuss the why, like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay, I, lo- I-, I love this one. Um, she was like, they don't drive installment um, VW with cooler box and free government condoms in the boot. They drive Amarok and Toyota, bought cash. They don't impress friends and g- girls with buying alcohol. They impress their family with holiday getaway, no maintenance and no baby mama dramas. So basically, she Bura guys like you know those farm guys wearing mm-hmm. those shorts and and stuff mm-hmm. so she's she's ref, um referencing to black guys which black guys you find most of them are driving installment vw cars that has installment i mean that has mm-hmm. cooler box inside and free condoms inside and in comparison to the white counterparts who have amarok and toyota which is bought um cash I, yeah. I don't know how to feel about the Zilla um, character, but she's been posting a lot of um, slander to black people. Some, I thought, I'm like, okay, this sounds true because uh, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. Lindo, I, I don't know if you were following Think about it. I have been following it because it's pretty impossible not to. She's got a lot to say. She's, oh, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tracy is 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 a white woman who is just unsatisfied with white privilege. You understand? Mm, and I am mm. not saying there isn't an extent there isn't an extent of truth in some of her posts. I'm just yeah. she's so disrespectful and she she's so white. Mm-hmm. So so mm. so so let us talk about the tweets that you just read. First and foremost, I'm gonna scrutinize it point for point, right? Mm. Like, we can never, ever compare black and white wealth, ever. Black Mm. people buy cars in installment because that's as far as we can afford. And we are buying these cars to go work for the same white people. And 
and we don't have mm. that privilege where your father or your mother is going to ask you a uh, what do you want to do for a living and then give you 250k for a startup we don't have that mm. kind of privilege so of mm. course for us to get from point a to point b it's going to have to be a matter of installment there is nobody in their right mind who wants to live in debt it's just mm. the system for what it is Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. holidays the holidays that she's talking about it's privilege how many black families do you know that can just up and go and and, and go on holiday we live on hand to mouth yeah. and and that's just mm-hmm. the reality of black families and black life I, I, my salary is finished and i haven't even touched it yet it's not here yet but mentally it's already gone because there are things that i need to pay for i so where do I get the luxury of a holiday? And it's not a matter of, mm. of, of not saving. Also, she cannot mm. then come out and say, um, white people um, don't have maintenance and baby mama drama. What is she talking about? Yeah. The maintenance system, that one, of course, it's not of black people. That's a westernized system. So, you know, we never had a, a, an African system where we go to tribunals to go and report uh, fathers for not being there. It is them that came with a system that came with a system of absent fathers because they took our people to the mines, to the hostel. What, what, what really did they think was going to happen if the fathers... Mm. You understand? Yes, a black men are not around and they're not raising their families and... and I am not covering them. I'm not covering up for them because that's wrong. It's wrong for you to not be a part of your child's life. But I want people to look at the broader picture. Mm. Why are black fathers so absent? So many of us have been raised with absent fathers because even if they did want to be present, how? Where the is system taking didn't our, allow our, our fathers mm. out? It, it, it didn't. It still doesn't. And she cannot then say, you will not see... Um, white men namakula box because you will never compete with white people when it comes to drinking mm. there, there is nobody who can compete with white people when it comes to alcohol they drink and 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 from my experience if you can go to documentaries on youtube and you watch stories on pedophile on, on pedophiles it's, it's it's white men so of course if you are going to be sleeping with young girls why flaunt about it why why why, why send pictures for everybody to see I, I, I just feel like her posts are so generalized and are attacking our people for a system that we did not ask for in the first place. Mm. Okay. No, I, I hear... And baby mama drama. Guys, please, I stand to be corrected. Mm. Have you seen white people fighting in public? Have yeah, you seen no. white people fighting in public? It, 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 it's not even a matter of race. Mm. Couples fight all the time. Well, well, I, I, I get your point. I get where you're coming from as well. And I also think we should also have conversations from our side as well. Uti. Okay, now there's all this installment thing going on. And I do understand the fact that there are some jobs when you apply, like when you're fresh from varsity, you check for jobs. You find some jobs, they're telling you that, no, you need to have a car. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like so impossible at times to even secure a LLB. job. LLB is yeah. civil. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it, it becomes hard when you do not have you do not have a car sometimes. Yeah. But however, we can we should also have conversations of what can we do as now 
you know black people to move forward mm. you know to mm. avoid these things of installments like okay. how can we now start to start to create our own world start to empower ourselves mm. start to create something for our own instead of being so comfortable in the whole installment vibe mm. Okay, so I obviously haven't been on Twitter, so I don't know much about this whole Tracy mm. Zilla thing, but I'm just obviously just going to be um, general about it. I think mm. really this, um, from my understanding and what you guys have been saying, it really mm. is a true reflection of our past, apartheid, mm. and, and, and mm. its effects, you know, that are still prevalent even today. You know, our democracy hasn't really done much for Black people, guys. Um, mm. You know, there's so many economic inequalities. I mean, we look at Sentin and Alexandra. We talk about it mm. just in, in bits and pieces. But when you really look at what is going on there, it oh, really it's is a reflection of, of where we come mm. from and how the system is still not living up to, you know, to Black people thriving in it. So Ulinda mm. also talked about, you know, further absence, the education system. How are we going to better ourselves if the government isn't really putting efforts, you know, in the education mm. sector, if they really aren't, you know, making systems that are going to be in alignment with sort of getting us back on track? Because obviously white mm. people are always going to be talking from a point of privilege. They have no idea that we come from households where we are 10 in a two-bedroom house and we are just depending on, on one income, right? So mm. I think that th th there's a lot of um, privilege white people are still sitting on. And they, mm. until they come to the understanding that Black people have for the longest of time and still are, you know, suffering um, economically, socially, I think we really need to look at, 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 at those um, policies and really just try to, to get us back on track. Mm, mm, mm. No, I, I think that is quite interesting to hear your views on this because when I was reading those things, I'm like, okay, this sounds true. Um, but now I can actually see the, the, the problematic part of it, of her posting the whole thing that it, for like, even posting that thing for it was just problematic um yeah. so i i'm quite enlightened about the whole thing right now so thank mm. you for that uh, conversation i think now it's time to let, let, let's go to the main tea hashtag main tea and talk okay. about the tea of the day <laughs> what is the main tea Well, uh, today on hashtag Menti, we discussed cyberbullying during mm. COVID-19. Mm. And I think the first thing that we need to do, um, the first thing that we can talk about right now is to define rather mm -hmm. what cyberbullying is, right? And cyberbullying is um, bullying that takes place online. If it can't be physical violence, it mm -hmm. can be um, detrimental to one's mental health. And cyberbullying can also occur on digital platforms through social media apps, text, and online gaming platforms. So uh, uh, schools around the world, across the world, have been closed. You know, people have been on social media. Mm. And people have been online as well. And the rise on cyberbullying cases have also skyrocketed. 
right? And mental health is also an issue that we have been talking about. If I had an episode a while back where we were talking about mental health um, problems at this time of the pandemic, how actually we can actually take care of our mental health mm-hmm. um, during this time. And one of the causes right now could be cyberbullying. People are bullying each other. Twitter is just a mess. I'm guessing if you're not part of that mess, but... <laughs> I've, I've heard that it, 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 it can be quite the ghetto sometimes oh my <laughs> gosh it's a mess yeah. so what is your understanding of cyberbullying i'll start with you Sibu. it's brutal okay so who i think it, it, i'll also just take away from your definition as well but essentially yeah. i think it all boils down to the use of electronic communication right and people using it to bully mm. other people um and mm. this can typically happen in various ways either you're sending direct messages that are often intimidating or of a i don't know threatening nature to other people it is just taking mm. advantage of other people whether it's through extortion or whatever that occurs on a electronic communication sort of um sphere I think that that mm. would be cyberbullying. Yeah. It's a cyberbullying. Yeah. Linda? Linda? Is she still here? Oh. I, I think um, with both what you have... Mm. <laughs> with what you mm. guys have both said, right? Mm, there isn't much to add, but when I think of cyberbullying, yeah. I, I refer to it as, as, as online terror, terrorism. For me, it's just a terrorist system where people mm. have, you, you know, regular terms oh, like oh, call oh. out that they use on each other. And it, it's just basically mm. the power mm. of having data. But, and using but as it well, way. don't you think now it's, time, it's lockdown time? People are bored. Like, they <laughs> just don't know what to do with their life. Yeah, they don't know what to do with their life, and they have their internet on their disposal, and it's, yeah. it's bound to happen that people will <laughs> do such things when they have so much time on their hands and they have like access to the internet. And we've been yeah. seeing this happening, like beginning of the log when the lockdown started, the internet yeah. was mercy. Twitter was just messy. Mm. People were losing their jobs on Twitter, guys. Like. People were losing their jobs. One wrong tweet, someone was being reported to Psyker. Mm, and Psyker, mm, like, mm. it was just a mess. It was just mm, a mess. Yeah. Like, it was just a mess. So it, it was like a whole thing that came yeah. with people sitting at home doing nothing. And yeah. all they had was their cell phones. And they were like, okay, why not? Mm, like, mm. like, why not? And how does platforms like Black Twitter actually perpetuate cyberbullying because I, I just spoke about black twitter black twitter is a term used to describe twitter users who are black and will focus on the interests of black community which was which um both great and horrible and from my experience with twitter like twitter is has a very positive side as well and yeah. it was very much positive before mm-hmm. the covid but after be during the the pandemic during the covid 19 pandemic it has been mm-hmm. dark like things that have been happening People are being bullied left, right, and center. So how does mm. platforms like this uh, perpetuate cyberbullying? And maybe you can also share your experience if you've 
had any experience on um you know twitter i don't know Steve, have you ever ever had any experience on twitter no like a, a bad experience yeah no uh uh-uh. not not yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh-uh. but how, how does this platforms like how does this platform perpetuate cyberbullying um look i'm not really um a twitter person but um i mm. think at times it really can be quite a toxic place, you know? Mm. And, you know, you've already mentioned, we, we see people losing jobs. And I think what people really don't understand is that they can actually be criminally charged with offenses, you know, oh my God. with cyberbullying, you know, the perpetrator mm. you know, at times can be sued for damages and defamation, you know, because mm. really publishing, um, defamatory material can have far-reaching um, re- results and, you know, it could result in a very costly civil suit or end up in a, in a criminal court. And I think a lot of people just don't understand the dire effects that they can end up facing. Mm. Um, and, you know, also um, in the context of um, social media, perpetuating defamatory material, mm. and a lot of people get it confused, it does also include um, sort of your, your subtle acts and omissions. So when we're talking about mm. sharing or retweeting or liking um, okay. and stuff like that. So if you are implicated in any of those or you fail to unfollow a group or a person mm-hmm. who disseminates Ooh. that, you can be in a very big trouble, my friend. Oh, my gosh. I didn't yeah. know that. You can be in very... <laughs> So there are four offenses in, in our law, right, that, mm-hmm. you know, you could either be, be charged with. And then we have um, crimen in urea, we have assault, mm. we have criminal defamation, and we have extortion. And what crimen in urea basically looks at is the unlawful, intentional, and serious violation of dignity or privacy of another mm. person. So if in any way you violate the dignity of a person, and dignity, by the way, um, is a prohib- uh, is a protected um, right in the constitution. Or if you mm. in any way violate the privacy of a person, so if I take your phone and I share something without your consent um, and display it on social media or on Twitter, that is crimen in Europe and you could you could be charged with it. Criminal criminal. Mm. Um, it looking at the unlawful and um, intentional publication of a matter concerning another, which tends to seriously injure his or her reputation. And it's also important to also note that this can also include both verbal or written defamation, right? So if mm. a person, you know, you, 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 you tarnish his reputation, so people are going to look at him differently, um, they're not going to have the same image that they had prior to, to this post or prior to this, whatever was posted, it is criminal defamation mm. and you can be charged with it. Mm. So I think people just uh, really need to open, open their mind, their eyes and, and mm. know that there are legal consequences to all, to all these things. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Linda, do you have any opinion to share? Yeah. Mm. Um, I have never experienced any violence on Twitter, and I think the reason behind that is because I'm not quite a huge Twitter fan. I just yeah. go for the umgos well, because people have quite a lot to say on the platform. Um, 
recently, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a story that took my attention but, and I feel like um, Sibu just touched on it and I want to find out whether that is, that could actually get this person in, you know, in legal um, trouble and all that. So this girl posted a status like, Ellie, come on too. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the tweets, right? Uh-huh. Go on. So, so, so this girl, this girl was actually outing someone's status, like someone's HIV status, someone's parents' HIV oh, okay, status, no, basically. So, the yeah. different one. There's a lot of things that okay. happened there. Uh-huh. Days, There's a whole lot of things uh-huh. that happened. So this lady was like, um, I have a friend of mine. So this friend, I, I can't find the Twitter. So I'm just gonna um say wh- how I think of that Twitter. So she's like, she has this friend of hers, and her friend um disowned her when her brother got COVID nineteen, and when she disowned her, she started um publishing news to other people and telling other people that her brother has COVID nineteen, uh-huh. and she doesn't understand why she would do something like that when she um, took, she, 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 she took her HIV and AIDS mom and didn't judge her, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So now she's outing the other friend's mom's yep. um, status, which the mom actually died of HIV and AIDS. Mm. So that is, that's complex. That's complex. How do we deal with it, Loi Kalinji? <laughs> like how okay. do they decide? <laughs> All right. So I think uh, I'm obviously not a lawyer as yet, so I wouldn't really know the yes. complexities of that. I'm still, you know, a student. Mm. But um, mm. with with such things, it, it becomes really mm-hmm. difficult um, to, to to sort of lay a charge against the person if that whatever mm. they're putting out is either true or it's in the public interest. Right. So mm. if, if, if it's not true, then we, we can be talking about laying charges and looking at um, whether you've tarnished my reputation or criminal inuria. But if, if it is a true mm. statement or it is a true publication, yes, you do have HIV or yes, this is the case, then, you know, the law really tends not to be on your side because it is, in fact, mm. a true statement. But I'm I'm sure no, but lawyers, that's my state. That's, that's, that's a private status, that. though. It is. So now we're looking at at, at privacy. It would be, uh, you know, mm. issues of privacy and and how you 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 went about doing it. So a lot of factors would be taken into consideration. We look at you know how, where, what was your your motive? What were you trying to gain? Or was it just something mm. that you know? Was it I don't know. Um, using it for extortion purposes so if you don't mm. pay me this amount of money i'm going to i'm going to post this out then that is extortion and mm. you, can, you can be charged for that because you are intentionally, you are intentionally obtaining some advantage right from another mm. person so i'm subjecting you to pressure it's either you do this or i'm going to post it out so then for them mm. we're, we're looking at, at extortion and you can be charged for it Mm, mm. Yeah. and it, it it takes me back to a time like black twitter is is powerful guys um <laughs> there's issues that yeah there's issues that they 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 there's it is great it, it it's great 
awareness about people who we have, for example, made hateful racial comments and we unite to find them. It's great when we are outing people who do wrong, um, but the same tool and unity can be misused. You know, mm. I can accuse someone of rape and put it on social media, but beyond that no one else has the evidence. And this takes no. me back to a moment in time when this was happening on Twitter. There was a time when rapists were being outed. And it became evident to a point that some were accusing people of rape that did not do certain things. And mm. that had affected mm. that affected their 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 their, their lives. Their, their reputation. Their reputation. Mm, exactly. Mm. So it's 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 it messy when it comes to that because mm. we're spreading mm. our awarenesses, we are outing people who do wrong, but now it becomes wrong when someone does something like that. Linda, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I think you, you know, here's the thing the, mm. there's a reason why there's black Twitter and there's Twitter. Mm. Black Twitter mm. is a platform that I feel has normalized, <laughs> has normalized um, an extent of violence, and um, mm. uh, like Black Twitter, Black Twitter enthusiasts don't 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 see the violence like that they pe- 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 perpetrate on other people, like Sibu said. Like a mm. lot of people don't mm. know that you can actually be implicated in something that even though you feel it makes sense. Even mm. it, 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 it's funny at the time. Mm. I feel mm. Black Twitter has has, has made it about things that we we, we laughing about. You cannot mm. must fall. Like everything must mm. as people must just fall on that platform, mm. and it's not okay. It's 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 mm. really not okay because it it, it even limits like things that should happen on awareness, right? You you you, yeah. you can mm. post this on Twitter, right? And there are gonna yeah. be people mm. that will then say Lindo Wufe must fall. Even though what I'm saying <laughs> is 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 is, is, is basically the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just feel I just like people we 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 have normalized making each other feel small. Uh, Black Twitter is a platform mm. where we can degrade other people and, and, and make it look cool. Like, mm. how do you come out there and, and, and dispose or, or, or expose the, the HIV status of other people? Other you people. know, that, that, that is not okay. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't go out there and lie publicly about something huge as rape. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like I feel like mm. Black Twitter is a platform that 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 does not um, support research or advocacy or yeah. statements, and that's the mm. problem. Mm. We, we, we we can't be hyping people up for saying evidence. What Black Twitter should really be about is embracing the the heritage, the culture. Hashtag supports black businesses. It shouldn't be about yeah, us um, yeah. taking each other down. I feel like as black people, we already have enough problems, guys. Like I can count my problems dot and mm. dot. Like we, we, mm. we shouldn't, we shouldn't then come and and make ourselves look stupid, especially in front of other races. 
Yeah. Because then also we give immunity to people like Tracy Zile. Like mm-hmm. she, 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 she is bound to say these negative things that she has to say about our people because also of the image that we're also giving out to people about ourselves. Like, mm. like Black Twitter should actually mm. be a safe space for Black people, but we, we have managed to turn it into something that it shouldn't be. Mm. 19 really has turned digital spaces generally into something else. I, I, I feel like also people, as you had said it, that then people report tweets. Um, to some mm. extent, that that is also that that is also wrong you, you know yes you said this thing and it, it, it's wrong but there are people who are now specializing in making sure that other people lose their jobs because because of mm. something that they said on twitter it goes down with that um miss sa hopeful shame i think her name mm. is, 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 is Brittany or something <laughs> oh, uh, oh god uh, that uh. was a painful thing to happen to anybody because yeah. I, I mean, we have all such things, man. It, it, it's a matter of learning and unlearning. You know, yeah. even Zosie came out and she, she's here's the thing with Black Twitter it has favorites. It has, there are yeah. people who will never be yeah. cancelled. Isn't it yeah. this, this term of cancelling people? Uh, there are people who will never be cancelled mm. on Black Twitter, no matter what they do. So it, it, it's like a jagged stance, this class in Black Twitter. There's those who mm. got more followers who mm. can say um, anything that they want to say and one is going to come at them. Men's not very low. You, you know, such people, they get to say anything that they want to say yeah. <laughs> mm. at any given time. But also, can, can we use Twitter as an educative platform? Like, mm. instead of a platform that brings other people down, because mm. most of the things that are addressed mm. are as brutal as they can be, those are conversations that matter. Those are conversations that we must hold within ourselves um, as a race and educate each other. I'm going to go back to, to, to Tracy Zille. Tracy Zille spoke about um, you know, how it, 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 it's not for us black people. Of course it's not for us. But mm. to, to, to them come out there mm. and blame people that, and then white weddings and say they must fall and that they are stupid that that it makes the whole race look stupid because there are underlying factors there why, why are people so why do people want to be so white you know let, let's educate each other on this platform instead of bringing each other down the way we're um, i don't write anything on twitter because of that mm. I'm, I'm so afraid mm. I well, well, social media is unregulated space that should that should stop, and we should find a middle ground. That is one of our listener who's saying that social media is an unregulated space, and that should stop. It should be regulated somehow, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we should find a middle ground from that. And I will read another comment from Kanyile. Um, she says, I belong to a social media group of feminists. And during the hashtag men are trash campaign, a woman found a space to be relevant for her to speak about her ordeal. She said that she had a miscarriage after some violence from a man. Then this man came and started slut shaming the woman and saying that she probably had an abortion and so forth. 
So this is what happens in social media. Imagine what that did to that woman. She had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And now someone is coming there on social media saying that, no, um, you probably had an abortion. What does that do to that person's mental health? Mm. So I think there's also just a lot of psychological effects, you know, that come with social media. Mm. Because social media is just an uncontrollable space. It's a, it's a free zone, mm. you know, do, do or die. And I think people really need to start educating themselves properly when it comes to social media. I always say this, digital content in this day, in this day and age mm. is dangerous content, right? And it can get you mm. a lot of trouble. And as Ulindo said, let us use it for the positive. Mm. Let us empower, let us look for jobs, let us try and build ourselves instead of bringing other people down, you know? Because mm. you need to think about what that tweet or what that comment or what that retweet is going to sort of do for the other person. You don't know how they're going to deal with it. People have, you know, we all have mm. mental issues. Um, I could have confided in you and you decided to mm. touch um, a big platform where everyone is going to see it. How am I supposed to live with myself after that? You know? And mm. I think because this mm. also has lasting effects, you know, when you post something, it can be on the internet for a very long time. And it, 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 yesterday I was doing some research as well. And I found out that mm. people can go about, you know, removing some defamatory content from websites or blogs that are hosted in, in South Africa. So the ISPA, it's called the... Um, the, inter- mm. the Internet Service Providers Association, right? So the, ISP, the ISPA does offer a mechanism and it's known as the takedown notice. And basically what it does, okay. is it enables persons to report any unlawful and or defamatory content and if possible to have mm. removed from websites hosted in South Africa. So look up the ISPA and where you have had someone who posted a very Mm. um, negative tweet or something that really tarnished your your reputation and you don't want it to subsist in the internet. You know, Mm. ISPA is is there too. ISPA. Yeah, the Internet Service Providers Association and they do take down um, the unlawful and defamatory content. Mm-mm. I think now we are answering the how do we deal with cyberbullying and it's uh, one of the other ways to deal with cyberbullying. Thank you for that, Sivu. Okay. Yeah. Well, while COVID-19 is still a major part of daily news and other world issues and local events are creeping back onto our news feeds and TVs, making sure you are accessing factual and real-time information is important for being aware of what's going on around the world and making the right decision. Now, the question is, how do we deal with cyberbullying? With Now, Sivu has given us also an aspect of how we can actually deal with a part of, of, of cyberbullying in a way. So, mm-hmm. Lindo, how, how, how can we deal with cyberbullying? How do you think we can deal with cyberbullying? I, 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 I feel, first and foremost, let me just put mm. what... I, I think out there, like, mm. I, I feel like the internet or social media is more about alter ego into life. 
with most people mm. that I know mm. or who they are on social media and who they are in real life and real time are two different people. True. So now you 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 find people having their alter egos or who they want to be coming out mm. and 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 mm. and, and, and and now you have your your entire life ruined because you you said something or let's just say your alter ego said something, right? Mm. Mm. So I think mm. with that being said, if we're going to deal with some of, of the effects of, of that social media, like like Sibu said, report a post, maybe like mm. just report posts, guys. Yeah. If 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 you see a post mm. and you just can see that this 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 is out of hand. Report the post as soon as you can. Let's normalize that instead of retweeting um, yeah. things that are wrong. Also, mm. I feel mm. like mm. an inbox, an inbox where DM can can help, right? Um, I'm saying mm. this in, in in relation to the alter ego part. I always feel like maybe if you can go to the inbox of a person, then you can speak to to the real person that is in them, like kind of. Be human about it. Let's bring humanity back in social media. We we are yeah. black people. Mm. We, we 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 live on the core principles of Ubuntu. We can't always be fighting with each. Just go to an inbox of a person and make them realize the implications of what they are saying to another person. Like you, you touched on mental health. I feel like mental health is not mm. you know is is not broadly known to people. You can mm. go to somebody's inbox and say. Hey, Mang Mang, I see that you posted this thing about Mang Mang. And do you realize, nicely as a human being, mm. do you realize that this thing could mean this and this and this to, you know, or it could affect mm. this person like mm. this before you even take it out there? Because I feel like sometimes we get hyped up, you know, by, by other people's posts and, and retweets. So sometimes mm-hmm. let's tap into the humanity of another person, just kind of remind a person who they are, like outside yeah. social media. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. but swerve to the DM yeah. and be like, hi, with Arjunjani, don't say such things, you know? Mm. And I think... But, but, but Linda, I think oh. this is interesting. Okay, okay so if we can, you can speak. Okay. No, you can. You can go ahead. I'll, I'll have after you. I'll speak after you. Okay, I think that is interesting. Uh, um, we saw someone who has been cyberbullied. Um, Linda, I'm on your I'm on your organization group, and you always have these nice conversations on the group. And there was a conversation that yeah. was brought, you know, on the group. So there was a lady Uzinande was being cyberbullied, you know, by people of because of a pregnancy picture, and people were calling her she was ugly, that, that, that. Mm. So oh baby girl went yeah. on, a, on, a, on, a, on the DM, as Linda is saying. She went there, she's being kind, she's like, you know what, girl, I'm also pregnant, and this thing happens, na 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 na. And then Zinande was like, you know what? I'm not you. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Also. <laughs> She's like, I'm not you. So such things happen. It was what uncalled about for. Them? What do you think about them? Yo, I that went sounds very dangerous. It's dangerous. I think those. I think those are some of the things that mm. you must just know and expect that it might happen, but you cannot mm. then entirely, I don't know, you cannot then entirely 
cancel people because of that. Obviously, abanya abantu bazotsuka, but like I said, the humanity part of it, you know that you tried, you know, you you know that you mm. you, you spoke to this person nicely and and and, and because I feel like a lot of people, if they had the information that Sibu just gave right now, there's there's a whole lot of stuff mm. that they wouldn't say on social media. If you can mm. tell them, you, you know that this tweet that you just uh, retweeted, uh, the law, you know, if there's extortion, there's mm. assault, there's mm. defamation, you know, if if someone mm. mm. excel, just bring it down properly to them. You you tap into the more human side of them, and they realize that okay maybe this is wrong and they get to take it down themselves i i i, I mm. i'm speaking on a personal level. sometimes i post things and and after some time i'm like Ooh, okay that was take yeah. it down myself before mm. before mm. any other person does because at the end of the day we are all human and i feel like that is mm. that is um a factor that is mostly ignored on social media the humanity that we do make mistakes, man. We we do say some things that we're not even supposed to say because freedom of speech is a thing. I mean, there are people that spent 27 years in jail for us to be able to say the things that we are saying. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so let us always have the, the humanity in in us. Let, let let's mind what the effects of what we what the effects of other like the effects of what we say on other people, and let's yeah. just be mindful of that. Mm. yeah but also look with with um you touched on freedom of speech as well freedom of speech as a right in its own is not an unlimited mm. right right so mm. it can mm. be limited by section yeah. 36 mm-hmm. of the constitution so as in in so far as it just does not infringe um on on another person's dignity don't post, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but I think, um, guys, for me, social media is just, it, it's tough out there. It really, really is. Um, but mm. I, how <laughs> I would go about dealing with it is just, up, you know, over and above reporting it, of course, it's just hit the block button and don't retaliate. Because really, yeah. it, yep. the, the bully just needs a response and reaction from you for it to be satisfying for them. You know, so mm, with mm. no with no response, what you are doing is you are depriving them the, that bully of this gratification, and just don't add fuel to the fire, you know. And so just don't do or, or say anything that can be seen as bullying in return as well, just because you mm. you, you have been bullied, right? And I think another thing, another important aspect of it is the privacy. Um, settings privacy is golden um, so you need to know mm. how to 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 sort of <clears throat> um, work with your privacy settings um, on your mobile and social media platforms um, because it really just mm. boils down to yeah. to being wise about what personal information you also make public as well and speak up um, mm. speak up as well um, if it's getting too much and you feel like you are becoming depressed um, you are helpless, you are just too anxious, and, and just ask for help. You know, there are people who, who can help you um, w- w- with such things because really, um, I think the impact of bullying can quickly spiral out of control and, and the consequences can be devastating, as I already said earlier. Mm. Yeah, but, mm. but, but mm. do pick up as well. 
Well, I, I think this was a very great conversation. We really had a great conversation, and we can go on and go on and go on. And go on. <laughs> There's just a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, but time's yeah. aside. And I just want yeah. to say thank you for agreeing when I invited you to come over and to share your wisdom. Your wisdom doesn't go unnoticed. We are listening and we appreciate your wisdom. So mm. I would also like to hear on the listeners as well to hear your final words, maybe an advice. I don't know what you want to say to the listeners. Sibu, can you please start? Okay, so um, with which um, are we still on cyberbullying or just overall? No, know. like we close, we, we overall, if, uh, from everything else that we spoke, we spoke about from the trending topics up until now, like maybe final yeah. words? Yeah, I don't know. But look, um, just touching on the domestic violence issue we spoke about earlier, I think mm. people just need to really educate themselves, right? And you've, mm. you've already alluded to the fact that we're in COVID, we're at home, so we're going to see a rise mm. in domestic violence cases. So it's very mm. important to know that you can get a protection order against someone. You can even have them arrested. Um, and the... Mm act also does speak to the fact that let's say for example you're living in a home with your partner and you don't know where you're going to go you know should you go and report the saps they are mandated to assist you to look for alternative accommodation so they are going to help you even with medical care alternative medical medical mm. care so it's, it shouldn't be a matter of ah but where am i going to go what's going to happen the SAPS will find mm. you with um, alternative accommodation. If you need medical assistance, they're going to see to it that you are being assisted. And also, the courts are there to um, to grant protection orders um, against you know against your partner, so that they either can't enter your 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 workplace or they can't um, enter in in your household um, and, and stuff like that. So people should really not be afraid. Speak out. And, 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 you know, sort of spread awareness about it as, as well. Mm. Yeah, so I'll just Thank touch, you. touch on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Linda? Um, I think uh, just as uh, concluding, um, I would yeah. say on gender-based violence that, guys, if we really are going to alleviate or combat gender-based violence, then it's up to all of us. And not as a collective, but individually. You know, um, mm. l- l- let's just normalize not doing wrong on other people, regardless of gender, whether you feel they are a weaker person than you or, or anything like that. And mm. let us be active mm. bystanders. That's, that, that, that's the one advice that I would give. It's your business. Mm. Gender-based violence is the business of everybody. You, you, you can't watch um, violence happening on another person and say, you must be an actor. You must gain. You must very much be involved in getting hurt. You know. Yeah. yeah. And it, and on all and on LGBTI like. Everyone must just be an ally. And this is all we have for today. Stay tuned for more of the Evolve Talk.